In this episode, we're going to talk about drawing the line when it comes to chastity. Let's go. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Aloha and welcome to episode 212 212 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi and Sarah and today we're going to be talking about drawing the line when it comes to chastity before marriage and I think this is really important to talk about Uh, and the reason why we're actually creating this episode was because we actually had a listener reach out to us asking for some advice on how to handle this And we figured to just go ahead and make an episode about this because maybe this is something, a challenge that many of you are having right now when it comes to chastity. And hopefully this adds value to your life and helps you to grow in this area, um, especially as you continue to, to, to discern and prepare for marriage and all the good stuff. So here is the question. It says, my fiance and I have been trying to figure out where to draw the line between what is chaste and what is inappropriate in our relationship. Of course, being engaged, we have a desire to share ourselves in many ways, including physically. We touch each other, which comes very naturally to us. However, we've drawn the line by not having intercourse, which would include penetration and orgasms. Is it wrong for us to be touching and fondling each other otherwise? Hmm, that is a great question. Thank you so much for asking that. Um, what were your initial thoughts just kind of like reading this? Hmm. <laughs> um, the definition of what they mean by fondling. <laughs> oh, yeah, we actually, yeah, we, you actually uh, checked that out, right? You, yeah. Cause I was like, what's... If we look at the Google definition of fondling, then it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we'll talk about a little bit of, of what you should be like thinking about. Um, but I know when we struck, we struggled with this as well, where we were in this, like me and Sarah, we were in a relationship. We were doing so well with our chastity and we had that mindset of, oh, everything's going fine. We got this. And with that mindset, like we got complacent sometime. And we fell in this area and um, it sucked. I hated it. I don't know. Did you enjoy that at all? No. Oops. Sorry. I just just kicked something under the desk. Um, No, I didn't feel good. And it felt like we really fooled ourselves. Yeah. And that's what the deceiver does. Mm -hmm. The evil one. And... Like after that first time that we we fell, I remember like recommitting to this and wanting to like live this out like more seriously Mm -hmm. and trying to like incorporating the right boundaries to protect ourselves. Because when we like look back at that situation, it's just like 
we 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 had no boundaries there's like everything that would would go wrong right in that situation and i remember reading a book uh from was it father tj morrow yes um christian dating in a in the godless world and he talks about like what causes what causes a lot of like what leads to sex what leads to sexual intercourse and that is like arousal like any activity that causes any type of arousal in either of you will lead to sexual intercourse. I mean, the whole purpose of arousal and doing things to arouse your partner is to prepare them for coitus. Mm -hmm. And like for women, it's not always physical. It could be like an entire day. You guys were hanging out. It was a date, had great conversation and that like builds up to the arousal that a woman may feel like, oh, well, it was the perfect day. And then she'll want to express herself physically after being emotionally aroused during your time together. Mm-hmm. But when we read that book, we started to realize that anything that we would do, especially when it came to touch, because we like that was my love language when we were dating physical touch. Mm-hmm. And one of the boundaries we had to create is like, hey, any act of touch or anything that will cause arousal is off limits. And we kind of had that boundary and we started talking about this um, where we we had to limit our physical affection, even though that was my love language. Like I was willing to find other ways to to be intimate with Sarah Mm -hmm. and always communicating like whenever... I was aroused or she was feeling that way too. Because what aroused you is specific to you. Mm -hmm. It looks different for everyone. Maybe similar, but Rafi had certain triggers. I had certain triggers and so do you. So what happened after this? This is our story. Mm -hmm. Like we felt, we felt less when it came to this. We had better communication. Um, We talked a lot about it and wanted to make sure we're, we're putting ourselves in the right environment to not fall in this area. And then like, again, we, we were were able to find more ways to be intimate Mm -hmm. versus being physical all the time. And I think it was very important that we never blamed each other whenever we would fall because then that would just not go well in our journey to trying to live out more chastely yeah we're always able to forgive and seek for god's forgiveness yeah and keep trying to uphold the boundaries that we are communicating Mm -hmm. and of course um what do you call have to update our boundaries i guess if the ones we put in place weren't working so that was something we really needed. So if you were thinking about like, what is that line to draw? Well, the line to draw is when it comes to living out chastely before marriage is to avoid doing things that can lead to arousal because arousal leads to sexual intercourse. Arousal leads to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. And don't be naive to be like, oh, we're not having sex but we can touch each other and like do all these different things because it's not sex 
Because remember, like the the little things that you do that can cause and initiate arousal, there's just again, is a lesson of the will and the re like of reasoning, and you're starting to get emotional, right? And that causes a lot of things, especially can, not no rationality in in the situation. Yeah, it can go from zero to a hundred really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that you should not do is be like touching each other on the legs the thighs caressing one another fondling um so what what is that right so it's like slowly touching each other yeah like and caressing for the intention of arousal and it being erotic and you might not even have the intention of of that but just doing that act of caressing, that act in itself is an arousal stimulating activity. So even if you don't have that intent, that, oh, I, I, I'm not doing this to arouse my partner, that doesn't matter. The, the activity that you are doing is an arousal stimulating activity. So yeah, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then another thing you want to think about not doing is kissing on the neck and other areas of the body. You can kiss on the forehead, on the cheek, um, but not on the body parts, the other body parts. <laughs> yeah, so those are things that you shouldn't be doing. And you keep that keep that for marriage. Um, what to do? Chase affection. Right, Sarah kind of talked about that. Like, there's other ways where you can um, show affection. I know we did an episode about that as well. But yeah, like short hugs, kissing on the forehead, the cheek, quick peck on the lips. Yeah, holding (laughs) holding each other's hands, like those different things. Um, Communicating when you guys are aroused. I Mm. think that's important, especially Mm -hmm. for men. Like, I know it's embarrassing, but it's something that you've got to communicate. Like, when I communicated, when I started communicating that with Sarah, she started to be a lot more open and more aware of what she was doing. Like, especially, like, how she dresses, where I communicate, like, hey, I, I'm feeling tempted. Like, the fact that you're dressed that way, like, would you mind... Changing. Changing a little bit and covering yourself a little bit more. Uh, but communicating that is important. Don't put yourself in this challenging situation where you could fall in this in this sin um, by communicating it. And then, of course, creating those boundaries, figuring out, like, what are those things that we can do to to prevent that from happening, prevent things from escalating, um, and just kind of communicate around those areas. Remember, like, this temporary feeling, this desire that you're experiencing before marriage it's a good desire, but it's not worth letting that desire take control of you. And essentially, like, we're hindering ourselves from being saved. I don't know what, what I'm, where I'm trying to go here, but it's just like we're damning our souls. Like, the fact that we're doing all these different things that, oh, I want to show my affection this way, touching them in this way. Like, is that worth our souls being compromised from att- attaining salvation? I don't think so. Like, you could do all that in marriage. That, like, it's great. But 
like the fact that you're discerning, you're preparing for marriage, like is that really worth eternally compromising our souls and where that can be? Because the end of the day, tomorrow is never guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And we always got to remind ourselves that God can call us at any time, which is such a reminder that we should be in a state of grace at all times, especially if you want to, if you're feeling called to become a holy couple, to be a saint, because again, we always got, we always got to be prepared. Anything can happen at any day. Uh, one of the things that our, our couples said in, in, in our coaching community that I truly love about them and just like their vision statement is that they said, lust can't wait to get, but love can't wait to give. See, like lust can't wait to get, meaning like all these different things that we're trying to do, like touching in these ways and caressing and all these things, like that's implying that you want something from your partner. Even your, if your intention is not that, that is what that those behaviors are implying. Like, hey, I want more. I want this to lead to more. Mm. But that's lust. It's not going to that's not going to help you be a holy couple. It's not going to help you become a saintly couple. It's love. And what what does love consist of? Being patient. Love consists of giving and honoring your partner and treating them with dignity. It consists of waiting till marriage to do all those different things. I don't know if you want to add anything there. I mean, you you said it all, but that's right. In marriage, you can give your all then. Love is given to us from God, from above. And that's something we just have to be patient. All good things come in good time. Yes. So with that being said, hopefully this helps. Hopefully the listener that has asked that question, I want to thank you for just confiding in us and like being open to talk about this. Because I know this is a problem and a struggle that a lot of people in our community are facing. So thank you for reaching out. And uh, of course, like anybody else, like if you have like a question, feel free to email us like a question. Maybe we'll feature that in one of these episodes as well. Um, However, with that said, thank you so much for listening. If this is something that you want to go more deeper on and you want like that accountability, that help, because it's so easy to say like, hey, you should, shouldn't be doing this, that, that. Like we hear this all the time, but we don't follow through with the things that a lot of people tell us to do. And if you are needing that accountability, you need that help, you need that extra coaching to help you live out a more chaste relationship before marriage, book a clarity call with us, a free clarity call. Go to the link in our show notes. Let's connect. Let's hear about your challenges, your struggles around this area and let's help you to get, gain that clarity of what you will have to do to experience a breakthrough in that area so that not only in this, your cha- like how you live out a chaste relationship affects your relationship positively, but how that transfers to all the other areas of your relationship that are important. Um, we'd be glad to kind of like showing you the journey and the path and how you could do that. So click the link in our show notes, book a free clarity call with us, and we're looking forward to connecting with you soon. With that said, praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. Take care and God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast 
so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until Until next time, time, future future spouses. spouses.